0: Cheers! Sure. Dark, a podcast brought to you by Doritos. Mm, yeah, what the crunchiest? <laughs> what was that? When you try to take over and shut down a town, grab yourself a bag of nacho cheesier. I'm Alex.
1: This episode is also brought to you by jamming your mouth with a big old sub. <laughs> Reggie, I know how to eat a sub. Maybe <laughs> I'm Justin.
0: I'm Pete. And we are going to be talking about Chapter 82, Back to School, the latest episode of Riverdale and the first before a slight break here. Sorry, we're Uh. running a little late. If you're watching it in real time, try to turn this around as quickly as possible. But very exciting episode to chat about. Very big episode. I know we have a lot of thoughts. Pete is nodding his head. Yes, yes. I love it. I love it. Is what he's saying?
1: I think he's saying no notes. This is exactly what I've (laughs) expected and wanted.
0: Now, I'm going to do a recap real quick. We're not going to get hung up here. We're not going to have clarifications, breaking in the middle (sighs) to argue about things, anything like that. We're just going to go through it because we have lots to talk about with this episode. And if there's time at the end, a ton of you sent through tweets with theories, with comments and questions. We'll try to get to as many of those as we have time for at the end of the episode. Uh, So let's get to it. We are in a new era of Riverdale. Archie is trying to save the town. Hiram has unincorporated it at this point. He is the mayor of nothing. He is using the funds of Riverdale to fund SoDale, a elite community just next door. Uh, And Reggie has fund
2: lunch. Hold on, this is what I'm saying. No, enough with the interruptions, Pete.
1: Oh, you were talking to us. Yeah I, said thought,
2: that? yeah, I thought you were talking to the audience. Uh, wait, knock, knock.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, are you talking to us?
2: Yeah, I'm talking to you
0: guys now. <laughs> knock, knock. Who's there? Interrupting Pete.
1: You say Alex, not I think this is, Alex, I think this is the part of the show where you sort of handle it. I don't know why. I'm you, saying you interrupt.
0: Do you, do you guys not know how knock knock jokes work? I say interrupting <laughs> Pete, and you say interrupting Pete, who? And then the joke is
1: I'm like, fuck you and fuck you
0: guys.
1: Bughead Alex, rules, this- bughead endgame. This is the sort of the section of the show where we really let you go. So, like, I don't know why you're interrupting yourself. Yeah, it's <laughs> we weird. Really yeah. We're waiting patiently
2: <laughs> for you to get through the Doritos <laughs> commercial so we can talk about it. Sure. We're
1: good boys, and you're a bad boy. That's actually gotta... a good
2: point. To get back to the recap, Doritos are these back triangular to tortilla chips
0: that are very tasty. They come in a variety of flavors. One of them is yeah. Nacho cheesier. The other one is Cooler Ranch,
1: and uh, they're both all they're all delicious. Every single last uh, one of them Just from a flavor standpoint We've really become unmoored from what cheesiness is When we don't have It's Cooler Ranch, what happened to Cool Ranch? We've lost our anchor
0: They updated that in what? The 90s, the early 2000s, something They were like, nah, this isn't cool Ranch, man This
1: is Cooler Ranch I just don't even know what's cheesy
0: anymore I 100% agree So back to the show I ride
1: or die with Cool Ranch (laughs) So you know what I mean? There's that interrupting Pete
0: Back to the show, Riverdale. Uh, so Archie's trying to save the town. Now everybody is working as teachers at the school. We find out pretty rapidly what they're teaching in this episode. Uh, but he's been handling the R O O T C. He also, as of last episode, started hooking up with Betty. It's finally oh, happened. Yeah. Archie Rising, it's happening. We delve Let more into Let him get through it, that. Justin. Come on. This episode Jughead Meanwhile uh, Wrote a book He doesn't really Have inspiration For a second book He's kind of gotten tricked into Writing a book About the town Of Riverdale And how everything Is failing there But at the same time He has a job Working for Tabitha Tate Who's the new Owner of Pops He is working As a waiter there Uh, We find out more About what's going on With him this episode Betty is in the FBI Um, We could have Suspected this But she starts Looking into The disappearance Of Polly Her sister Polly was getting Mixed up and some very weird stuff. Uh, She, when we last left her, was being chased by a truck down the lonely highway. (laughs) Alice is living basically by herself, taking care of everybody, including the twins, who we don't even really see this episode. Uh, But they're a little older, a little taller, not quite as tall as you'd expect. Veronica is married to a guy named Chadwick Gecko, who's a high powered Wall Street trader who has her not under his thumb. I think it's more like he's trying to put his thumb down and she keeps running around and missing that thumb. Yeah,
1: his it's, thumb's in New York and she's just somewhere else. Right. It's like, fuck that thumb.
0: And that certainly comes to a bit of a head this episode, as well as leading to some surprising twists from the relationship no, no. perspective. Tony and Cheryl. Tony is running shit all over town from the White Worm to Riverdale High, where she's the guidance counselor. She She is also not exactly at odds with Cheryl, but while Cheryl is pulling some sort of art scam in order to fund the nonstop construction of her home, she is, I I think, arguably being manipulated in certain ways by Tony to get back to the Cheryl that we know and love. She hasn't really come into the town of Riverdale in about seven years. That changes in a big way. This episode, Uh, Kangs is also there. (laughs)
1: And there's a The start of this episode Has a nice King's moment Very nice King's
0: moment I think uh, I will say Of everybody Kevin's great in this episode He gets a lot Yep Fangs is the one cast member right now who's like, oh, you're kind of getting the old Riverdale treatment a little bit. Just sort of pop it up here and there.
1: Here's the thing. There's only so much real sure. estate in this Riverdale episode. Sure. How true. do you you can't give everyone a starring role. And just. yeah. Uh, plus,
2: you've got to have time for Doritos, guys. <laughs>
1: oh, what did you want? Hiron to be eating a tiny bag of uh, fangs? Is that what you
2: wanted? Uh, fangs are
0: actually.
1: Um. I, I thought this episode was great. I love the tone and just the the world that Riverdale is settling mm. into in this new new regime, new world order. Like every everything's a little bit up in the air. Every little look matters. Archie's not is risen. Archie is risen.
0: It. Was very funny It was a very funny episode There were a lot of great one-liners It was very self-reflexive Like we've been talking about It's kind of rhythmically Back to the Riverdale we know But everybody seems to be having such a good time When they're
1: doing stuff Great. yes, especially certain scenes where the fun times are on display. Well, palm, hand. I in will the say window. there's a
0: lot of stuff to parse through and talk about there that I'm curious to get your guys' analysis on. So let's get into it. We start off with Jughead, he is now living with Archie. He's sitting, he's reading Mice and Men, boning up for school tomorrow. They're just two old boys getting ready for school. And I'll tell you what, it is very funny to me that they're like, uh, We're in our 20s, we need glasses now,
1: we're
2: very old.
1: Uh, I mean, Jughead especially is definitely feeling the years of all of them. Like, <laughs> well, every, he's
2: been living hard. He's mm, been living hard.
1: Like every scene with him when he's by himself, he looks at, up from something and it's like, fuck, his old
2: bones. <laughs> you can <laughs> just hear. He's like, you, oh, there's customers at the restaurant. Ugh, what did you
1: think second? of the line oh. where he said
0: his sciatica was working up?
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Big plot point. Mm-hmm. The <laughs> People so have been the, kidnapped by the Mothman to just make sure that their uh, agita is on. Right. <laughs> Archie, where's my yogurt? I got to be regular. <laughs> yeah.
0: Krabbe, uh, so he's grabbing to finish the book. Archie goes to bed. Uh, then we go over. Uh, I really do. like uh, Not to harp on the kegs thing too much, but this was... There were so many, like, total things that happened throughout the episode, and this was straight-up sitcom house with Kegs and Tony, the way it was set up, the way it was shot. I need more of this. I want an episode where it's just this. It's fun.
1: Well, and I think—I hope we're going to keep getting these little flashes of everybody's uh, little lifestyle because it's really cute across the board.
0: It's great. Tony's still uh, running shit. And then we get a really fun back to school montage where everybody's coming back for their first day. There's a really fun bit where Tony walks in and uh, says Waldo to Mr. Weatherby and Kevin says, I'll never get used to that. That's a good running bit throughout the episode, Uh, but it's great. They're all adults now. They're working at Riverdale High. I was a little iffy about this storyline, just immediately going back to Riverdale High. Super fun. I was wrong.
1: Yeah, I agree. Like, Veronica teaching economics, all the kids trying to get in her class, very fun. I'm sure she's going to teach them about uh, supply, demand, and opening uh, subterranean businesses underneath (laughs) uh, your favorite eateries. Um, Betty teaching car repair, very specific for someone who's been trained in the FBI.
0: Now, I was curious. I know, Pete, you've been a little down on the past couple of episodes for certain plot reasons, relationship plot reasons. In this episode, though, they introduce an exciting new character, the 1954 Crestline car... How did you feel about that?
2: That was great. I mean, you got, I thought it was a fun choice that uh, Betty is so smart. Of course, she knows everything about cars. So I thought that was a great choice. I was surprised, though, that she came in with the late crowd. You know, I thought she would have been early, like power walking in with Veronica. Uh, So I was a little disappointed in that uh, choice there. But I love (laughs) the fact that Betty knows cars and can teach class. No
1: props. Um, and then, of course, Jughead teaching English, coughing up fully lit cigarettes <laughs> in front of his classroom. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: I did also like the little details that they had throughout these scenes, uh, like the students wanting to know about the black hood for Betty, oh, yeah. her shutting that yeah. down. Uh, also, Jughead's <laughs> class, there was very clearly the two students who were given a lot of guff were a redhead who looked like Archie and a yeah. uh, dark haired kid who looked like Jughead. That was very fun. The other thing that I thought was very fun is the kids in their classes are straight-up teens, which given yeah. that these were adults in their 20s playing teens three episodes ago who are now playing adults, they have to get actual teens to make them look like adults. So, And,
1: and I, I, I applaud the move. I, yeah. Next season when they flash forward 30 years, it'll just be babies. They'll just be talking to babies. <laughs> it'll make them look older.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Riverdale season six, talking to babies. Look, who's talking Solving about baby crimes. Um, uh, so uh, then we get to the famous Dorito scene. Hiram pissed. The school isn't being shut down again. I know people are like, oh, Hiram's the villain again. But the fact that he is like straight up, he's not the dean, but that he's evil dean or evil mayor. And he's like, we've got to get these
2: kids who are bringing back the town. I'm complete sucker for that sort of thing. Even while he's eating Doritos, holding it up to camera, looking right at you? That's basically basically, you every podcast that we do, Pete. How are you criticizing this? Shots fired, you fucking asshole. (laughs) At least it's a snack
1: and not a full cheesesteak that you're eating casually
2: (laughs) (laughs) mid-afternoon. I, I enjoyed the hoagie part of the commercial. I didn't enjoy the Doritos part.
1: Well, that's what was very funny to me about this little uh, product placement moment. Like They're like, huh, how can we make this seem a little more natural? Oh, I know. We'll have Reggie <laughs> smash his face into a Subway sandwich and then cut to Hiram holding a bag. It was not
2: a Subway sandwich. It was not a Subway sandwich. Oh, that, I forgot. That, that,
1: Pete rides for the Meatball uh, Subway Club. I don't know. What is it?
2: No, I just know a Subway sandwich when I see it. I mean, that was a heartier... Sandwich that yeah, yeah, it was a bigger sandwich that wasn't on a subway.
0: Now I have a I have a theory for you guys. Last episode, Reggie's car dealership mullet was a little out of control. This episode right. it was a little shorter, a little more in control. Do you think he was storing the hoagie up there on the back of his head? <laughs> Smart. Smart Ooh, hoagie storage that. right there. Yeah. yeah. Well anyway. He's got
1: like a fanny pack in the back of his mullet. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'd buy it. Then we go over to Veronica. This is her plot line, I assume, for the next episode or two, because we are back into the Riverdale mode of people getting 1,000 jobs and then moving on to the next job. Uh, She has taken over the Blue Velvet, the evil video store previously run by David, not last name Lynch. She's going to turn it into a jewelry store. Uh, And uh, the interesting thing here that kind of straddles her plot line, I think, and this is very purposeful is she's doing it in a dilapidated part of Riverdale, but she's aiming it towards sound. So So-dale. So she's still like, she talks about towards the end of the episode in both of these plot lines, right? She's in neither.
1: And I think that uh, two things on that, I think it, it puts her in more in direct conflict with Hiram into mm-hmm. your earlier note where like, Oh, Hiram's the villain again. This is a harsher Hiram. This is a Hiram who doesn't care about his daughter. Like he did. And the same like with the he rat. does Doritos. Exactly, he loves Doritos above Veronica. There's a huge yeah. portrait of a beautifully painted Dorito <laughs> hanging oh, over his desk. Yeah, is that a real one
2: that. though, or did Cheryl
0: make a duplicate?
1: Mm, oh yeah, mm-hmm. Cheryl, I ordered a, a Dorito portrait, and this is clearly a Cheeto. <laughs> <laughs> it's not easy being Oh, oh man, foiled again. Uh, no, but I really mean that. Like this seems like a harsher Hiram and Reggie. Uh, From what happens at the rest of this episode, is like out for fucking blood. (laughs) Well, he's out for blood, but he's also very much
0: cartoon henchman, which I think is okay.
1: Yeah,
2: he's being told what to do, really. I mean, he he wasn't as cold to Archie as he could have been on the football field. Uh, I, I thought he handled that pretty well. But I was just happy to see Smithers rocking with Veronica a little bit. And I just hope Veronica... Uh, listens to
1: Smithers and gets rid of her evil husband. Smithers is looking a little crusty. He needs to retire. Yo, you
2: watch your mouth.
1: <laughs> he needs to go off to. You uh, watch your goddamn mouth. To the Butler uh, Butler Retirement uh, Home. Do they and get just, butlers there? Yeah, they still have to buttle even when they mm. retired. They're Who butts the butlers? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, it, it flips. The rich people have to buttle the butlers at that point.
0: All right, enough delaying. Let's get to the next scene, Archie. Checks in with Betty. She's worried about Polly. They're kind of complaining about school a little bit. Uh, And then he says, hey, maybe I can distract you and puts her hand
2: on her hand. Uh, (laughs) Puts his hand on her
0: Okay, I'm sorry I used the wrong gender pronouns, Pete. Uh, (laughs) You knew what I was talking about. Yeah. And then they try to figure out where they can hook up for the night. I was
2: worried they were going to go sex bunker. I was like, don't you dare go Why in that sex bunker. They go sex bunker, the place that people go to to have sex in the town? Because a That's- car would be less gross than that sex bunker.
1: Hey, when you grow up, you don't go have sex in the places you used to go have sex. <laughs> 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 you don't have to go back to the hammock. Where you <laughs> <first> <laughs> <lost your material. laughs> or whatever. I'm just speaking. Oh, yeah, example, I'm hammock seems very specific. Sure. I'm from the country. Hammock passion is sort of how you learn about but, love.
2: Yeah, I feel like I would get dumped. It, like the hammock would... Yeah, it would be
1: bad. That's how you prove that you are an experienced <laughs> lover, is you know not to dump the hammock. That's actually oh, where
2: the man. term
0: getting dumped comes from. It's 100% <laughs> true.
1: It's an old hammock passion term. <laughs> Did you get dumped last night? Yeah. Uh, but it oh, was great. Man. I,
0: I got to tell you, the multiple. I know there's a lot I of- I agree. Hammocks are great. If there's a lot of a lot of questions, I think, by the end of the episode where this plot line is heading, what it means emotionally for Archie, Betty, some other people that we'll get to. But the fact that in this episode alone, that they were actually going for it, it felt to borrow. I'm going to say this and I feel like people are going to get mad at me online listening to this podcast. It felt like a dream.
1: Wow. It really I know did. What I was
0: watching it. I was like, I can't believe actually after five seasons, they're finally going for this. They're finally doing this.
1: A hundred percent. And honestly, like we get this first scene where they touch hands and I was like, oh my God, the sexual tension is like uh, making me nauseous, like ill uh, <laughs> from just watching it. And then we get um, at least one payoff uh, almost immediately. And I was like, yes, this is the... The promise of uh, the, the show from the very beginning that we're going to nope. get this going, the hand on the window, we are all that hand reaching from this hot, sweaty car nope. into a world nope. of passion that we've been waiting for, that we've been spying on through the window of our bedroom, our childhood bedroom for years. see, it's, it's a window thing. The windows, uh, but
2: then we get the uh, fire alarm, which is you know the sign that they uh, shouldn't to, be together. Sorry, Pete,
1: we're not quite finished talking about this topic uh, yet. We
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, hold on, that actually does happen uh, slightly yes. later. They figure out she knows a place that they can hook up. Uh, then we go back to pops. Uh, Tabitha says. Uh, Jughead can write there. There's no customers. We find out a lot more about Tabitha this episode, uh, which I thought was great. I'm enjoying the character, even though it's developing slowly. Um, And he says he wants to interview her for her book, finds out she could have gotten a she worked a six figure a year job in Chicago. Wondering if she knew Mary Andrews there. Not quite sure. It's a small town. <laughs> no, what are you talking what? about? Well, I'm saying Mary Andrews was also in Chicago. so like Just maybe dude, people, Chicago is a
1: huge guy. You're, you're the kind of guy that meets someone who's like, oh, you're from Canada? Oh, do you know, um, do you know Canadian Dave, my they, friend?
0: All I'm saying is maybe they're at the Sears Canadian Tower together Dave. one day on the observation deck looking out at the deep dish pizza place. And they're like, oh, hey,
1: Riverdale, right? Uh, Alex, a what, a gra- what a grasp of the world you have. <laughs> they, they pass Dave. by the bead together. Oh yeah, you get it. Yep. Bead, oh deep dish pizza. Uh
0: so we find out she could have been the CEO but she decides she wants to be the CEO of her family business, she wants to expand the brand, which we know is going to probably play out throughout the season. But I and thought it was got a couple for her. It sets her up in a very exciting positive way. How are you guys feeling about Tab?
1: Uh I think it's great and we see later on in this episode um I think Tughead is a real thing. Uh I think the the ways that Bughead worked; those dynamics, I think we see Tabitha really slip into that role in this episode.
2: Well, before we get there, I just thought the uh, you know the justification of why she put in you know the uh, you know gasoline for the truckers and stuff like she's got some great ideas. I'm looking forward to uh, 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 more, and it'll be interesting to see Pops kind of slowly transform into something else
1: with her like a guidance. Ga- a gas station? You <laughs> mean? <laughs>
2: I don't know what plan she has, but I'm excited for it i I do like her as a character very much. I also like how we're slowly learning more i don't you know I don't know if we're ready for tughead labels yet you know what I mean like let's slow the roll they're just I, two I gotta people be honest being nice. i'm not I'm not ready for tughead.
0: I'm going with tab head, which I think is much
2: catchier
1: mm I sort of lead on Jugatha ooh Jugatha's good, <laughs> yeah. but again you're jumping the ship. Uh, I've got to jump the ship Jump the shark yeah. into the ship
0: So we get a great moment after that And I really like this plot line I thought this was a, such a smart thing to do immediately Where the students walk in See Jughead, their teacher Outside of school, are surprised he's a waiter uh, And then later on We get the whole thing where they've put a little tip jar there Jughead is past oh, the And explains the two jobs I thought this was great Like We've I, all had that experience of seeing
2: a teacher outside of school It's weird it yeah. Is but weird. A a couple things. One, I loved how Jug uh, Jughead had no problem pocketing the money from the chip jar. That was great. Um yeah. but yeah, that whole thing of like aren't you one of my teachers like didn't even know which one Jughead was. <laughs> that was
1: hysterical. And the uh, look on Jughead's face was the most like yeah. fuck this was, look. Yeah. <laughs> the it, was,
2: it was really it, Yeah, but it is weird seeing uh, I'll never forget when I Uh, I saw my teacher uh, painting a house next to mine, and I was like,
1: what are you doing? You don't live outside of the school. And your teacher was like, I do live outside. I'm a bear. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: I am curious to see how this uh, all pays off with Tabitha. I'm not 100% convinced of romantic, though certainly the show tends to go there, and I think that's fine. Uh, But I do think we're going to see a sense of She's the sort of person that runs shit and makes decisions and Jughead is at the lowest point of his life right now and can take a little bit of that and put that back into his old life and get some of his own spark back, uh, particularly as he's investigating this mystery. And I think that's a good thing for both characters.
1: I agree because I I also uh, the reason I use Tughead is because it really reminds me of the Bughead um, mystery solving relationship was sort of the main focus of their relationship as well over time. Uh, So I I think – I don't know if they're going to have a romantic connection, but I definitely think they're going to be sort of, quote, unquote, Mm -hmm. working together.
0: And I use Tab Head because it reminds me of, like, a soda can. Like, that's what it makes me think of. And I I love Mm -hmm. having soda in a can. No plastic bottles for me.
1: Wow. What a hero. What a gentleman. Um, Before we move on, though, I want to – did we talk about Archie's abs in the the sex scene?
0: (laughs) We do need to move on and talk about the sex scene. They're playing Bind. They're hooking up in the car. Archie's abs are rock hard. I don't know if you <laughs> No, they are. Last it? episode, the scene after the hookup in the shower, I was like, your body is made out of plastic at this point, KJ Apa. Like, I don't know what's going on with his
1: workout, but it's just. He's an action figure. It's incredible. He has a instead of a kung fu grip, he has a Betty Cooper grip. And we <laughs> saw that on full display here. The sex scenes of the show You're have a fucking s- asshole Have man. certainly leveled up. I feel like a couple more seasons. This is just going to be straight up pornography. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I mean, there is the line right afterwards when the garbage can is set on fire, where Betty says, "Archie, get your hose." And I was like, <laughs> "I think, I think he just did." You know what I'm talking about, right? Oh my
2: god, you're Pete? an awful person. You're just get the, the craziest.
1: Stop. <laughs> It stop um, a quick um quick request to our editor that doesn't exist could we get alex's laugh from that last thing he just did and just have it on loop because i just want to be able to hear that <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Then uh, Stop we get the Rewindel titles, creep. we go into a very fun scene. Well, oh, hold yes. on a second. Oh, you want I to just talk wanna... more about uh, the No, car hook no up? more
1: sex. No, we can talk about the later sex scene later that, That's we're getting to that. But when Ar- to the, the stuff's on fire in the school, and Archie, without a word, just smashes the firebox <laughs> with his elbow. I was like, dude, there's a handle. Yeah. I think you can just open it.
0: <laughs> Pete, what did you think about Archie hooking up in the 1954 Crestline? How did you feel about that? New character, yes. suddenly they're having sex inside of it.
1: Thoughts? From a car perspective.
0: From a car perspective, yes. I
2: hope you die horribly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Then we get to the next scene where Tony uh, is breaking everything down for Waldo. Very fun exchange here. She says turns to Archie, says, thank God you were, what did you say you were doing again? Yeah, and what were you doing again? Probably, I, uh, arguably like a 10 minute pause where Archie thinks of an excuse and then says, night jogging? Night <laughs> Next, running, yeah.
1: Night jogging. It's a classic, a great REM song from the 90s, hmm. uh, obviously, and uh, really just an ironclad excuse.
0: Yes. But then the big thing here is we find out the information that the Stonewall Stallions are the one who did it. Reggie is running the team. As mentioned earlier, Archie immediately goes over to Reggie Confronts him, punches him And challenges the Hell team yeah. to, I think A dance battle, but I'm not 100% sure uh,
1: It feels like a dance battle And I think um, that's exactly What the people want uh, One real quick thing real, before we move on I have a theory that um, uh, that uh, Keller um, Is a uh, Werewolf Did anyone, anyone <laughs> think that Tom Keller is a werewolf? In the scene where Why? they're in the office He is like Fully graying and looks like he's transforming into a werewolf. <laughs> so that's my theory. Hmm. Uh,
0: maybe a silver fox wolf or a were-silver fox would make a little more sense. <laughs> yes. He's definitely silver.
2: Yes. The, uh, the Archie punch was really uh, fantastic. And the look on his face as he walked away it was really glorious. I don't know that he needed to challenge a bunch of children
0: to a football battle or anything like that. That was a little over the top. His beefs with Reggie. But that's oh. just my two cents. Then uh, we get a surprise wow. visitor at Veronica's class. It's Chad shows up in the middle of class like a total oh. asshole. Yeah. Granted, has donuts. Everybody loves the donuts later. Has flowers. Very nice. And when Veronica is like, hey, very subtly, get out of my class. He's like, no problem. I'm going to sit in the back the entire time and stare at you. And she hates it. I, Pete, I know you're going to yell at me right now. I kind of love what they're doing with Chad. I, what are that? It's so back and forth that you don't know seed to seed exactly where he's gonna stand. Because there's times when it's like, okay, he's actually being very reasonable, and clearly he loves Veronica and cares about her, and what then he'll are you say something about? that makes him the biggest asshole in the entire world. Well, let
1: me he's throw that to He's faking you. it.
2: And what kind of creep sits in the back of a classroom like that? Is that you can't you can't just have adults hanging out in a classroom? That shit was weird. And he froze her money. Like, what are you fucking talking about, man? This guy is a straight creep who's, like, uh, taking money away from Veronica and being unbelievable. Like, why is this okay?
1: Let me throw it out there. Does the way that Chadwick's acting remind you of any other character from this show? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I, I he's, think- hi- he's, he's Junior Hiram. Oh, yeah. okay. I yeah. thought you were going to say it yeah, was Archie way- for a second and just lead to some
0: sort of explosion for Pete.
1: No, I'm not trying to murder Pete yet. Um, I, I think Chadwick is is to behaving just like Hiram uh, did to Veronica. He's a mini
2: Hiram for sure.
1: He's a mini Hiram. But like the way he toggles back and forth this episode and like manipulates Veronica, I feel like – That's exactly what they're going for here. And I I agree with you, Alex. I think it's great. Like the harshness and the hard eyes he gives Archie as soon as he sees him later in the episode is super interesting. And I like where that's going. And I the Varan Wicca relationship, I think uh, we'll see where it goes. Yeah, definitely. So Archie decides he wants to bring football back to the school.
0: Tells Waldo that there's no money though. Uh, he needs 11 players, and then we go over to the teachers'
1: lounge. And oh, real yes. quick, he needs 11 players. No one, everyone does everything because 11 is how many you have on the field total. Is the long yeah, snapper like, the quarterback? Well, What's,
2: that's the thing. He's saying you got to play both ways, which is like almost impossible to do. I mean, it it's was exhausting.
1: Only- I'll tell you Yeah, that and
2: the only time it was ever done was in uh, uh, necessary, rougher, n- r- necessary Roughness, the movie. And uh, they barely survived that. Mm. Mm-hmm. That was a good documentary, by the way. Yes. Yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> where were we? Uh, oh, they go over to the Teacher's Lounge. We get a great Chad scene. He's charming everybody in the Teacher's Lounge. They all love him, except for Archie. And it's just, you can see their veins popping when they shake each other's hand. And I think this gets to the core of what you're saying, Justin, that the thing that sets Chad off throughout the episode, whether it's right or not, is Archie. Just like he knows how hot Archie and Veronica ran. He is aware of it. Clearly, he's heard from probably multiple sources. Second, he sees Archie. He's like, that's it. Like he sees red in the same way. That's honestly why I thought you were going to go for the Archie comparison. because like Chad, when it comes to Archie, has no filter whatsoever.
1: Uh, yes, um, and I mean, I think I think there's also, to, you could say, there's some Hiram and Archie comparisons to be made as well. But I love this moment because this is the Archie-Betty-Veronica relationship that sort of is baked into the original premise of the Archie comics characters. Like, as soon as Chadwick's in there, you see Archie even for just a little bit be jealous of chadwick and his relationship with veronica and to see that and then you see betty noticing archie looking at chadwick because of veronica like it's this like just broiling boil of uh of teen or like mid-20s angst that i think is just so exciting to be seeing in the show now that's great.
0: Uh, we'll definitely talk more about that Happy as we you. go. Uh, Tony wants to celebrate karaoke Tuesdays. Everybody is in, even Chad. Archie wants to straight up kill him, clearly, in the scene. And then we go over to a relationship we haven't really seen in a while, which I love. Tony talks to Betty. She very briefly, I want to say in season three, was Betty's informant. And we just dropped that. It's great to see this again, Tony giving her the beat on the street, Tony's street beat, letting her know that the truckers have found out that Polly has been hanging out at truck stops. She's been hooking and selling drugs, and they post on Ned's List, of course, because this is Riverdale. Uh, And uh, great. I I like this relationship. I want to see more of this going forward.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) agree completely. Um, I also liked Kevin, who uh, at the mention of karaoke night says, I'll be defying gravity. There you Drops go. Right into We didn't him. get
0: to see it, which is a bit of a bummer, but, you know, one solid yeah. episode. It's fine. So then we get uh, over to Thornhill. The men are threatening to quit. This ties into the whole Winchester house of it all, where Cheryl keeps building and building and building. Cheryl, meanwhile, is repainting the most expensive painting you could think
1: of, a painting of Jason Blossom. And oh, People are <laughs> craving it. The art world is just lit mm-hmm. up by Jason Blossom paintings. Very funny, uh, but good for
0: him. Also still not speaking in the scene because generally paintings don't speak. Uh, The Blossoms have no money. Uh, Crespies will send an appraiser over, which momentarily confused me because we had donuts earlier in the episode, and then I heard Crespies. I was like, Krispy Kreme, is that what we're talking about? Mm, Do they appraise art now because their donuts are
1: beautiful? They should. Oh, have you been into a Krispy Kreme? Just like there's a a Munch's uh, Screamer is on there. <laughs> What's it called? I don't even know. Uh, is on the wall there.
0: Yeah, uh, you got to go in when that's lit up. That's when you know when the donuts are really fresh.
2: Yeah, just so
0: then we find out Kevin and Betty they team up most of the episode investigating the Polly mystery. They find out that Patty, the username that Polly has been using, has been contacting Trucker Boy sixty nine. On Ned's list, they met up the night she disappeared, so they sent a message to join up again. Very cute interaction where Kevin says, hey, can we karaoke while we wait? And Betty just goes, oh, yeah, we're going to karaoke. They cut over there.
2: Wait, wait, wait. Yes. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. Yes. Okay, so a couple things. One, we didn't talk about how the painting very much... Looked like the painting from Ghostbusters 2 that uh, later comes to life. <laughs> mm.
1: no. uh, so
2: we got to mention that. <laughs> also, good, we we got
1: to mention that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, also, the, uh, this, what I liked about the Cheryl moment when she kind of like was like, be gone. This is where Cheryl starts to come back alive and we get the first glimpse of the Cheryl that we know and love. Mm-hmm. Which I, I think was important to point out yes. before we
1: move on. Shitting Sorry. on carpenters is definitely a Cheryl trait that I love.
2: <laughs> I didn't say that I loved it. I'm just saying. No, that I don't. But
1: you're you're 100% right um, that this is the first opening of her being herself again.
2: Yeah. So then karaoke. Go ahead. Now,
0: here's a little bit of an interesting setup. I thought Tabitha is playing darts with Jughead, tells yeah. him she has a subject for his book, Old Man Dreyfus. To ask him about the Mothman, I think this is a pretty clear reference to Richard Dreyfus from Close Encounters of the Third Kind, which is about aliens as well. Uh, but the thing that I thought was kind of interesting about it is that Jughead and Tabitha, despite being in the White Worm, were completely separate from everybody else.
1: Yes. And Jughead is, uh, in the, later when the singing is happening, he's just like absolutely disinterested in it. Like, yeah. He is fully removed from everything, which is... It was a. It's a little bit true. It was a little bit true before in the series where he was always out doing something else, solving shit, not involved in the drama. But this is like a much more intense case of that.
0: Tony introduces Veronica Lodge. Veronica turns to Chad and says she probably forgot it's Gecko. Now I think that was very purposeful on Tony's part, personally. Yes, yep. hundred percent. And then Veronica sings "Shallow." There are in the at the very beginning of the song very pointed shots of Archie and Betty on the line, or do you need something more? And it cuts to both of them, indicating what we're going to get in the second half of the episode, that friends with benefits, as we talked about in the classic movies, close encounters is a third kind, and E.T. just doesn't work.
1: Exactly. Close encounters, like you don't want a close encounter, you want a long-term encounter Mm -hmm. of the third kind. You want to have a long-term relationship (laughs) with that alien. You don't want to just uh, in and out. Brief stopover? E.T. more than friends? (laughs) Yes. E.T.
0: phone often.
2: You guys having fun or
0: should we move on? Always having fun.
1: (laughs) Always having fun. Chad? I mean, yes. Yeah, I was just going to say, Chadwick, stepping up with a microphone in that moment, whoo, he's ready. Yeah. It was very funny. The interesting
0: thing also, I thought about this, and I know we've talked about him kind of being Hiram a little bit, him kind of being Archie a little bit. This also felt very true to meeting somebody's friend group from high school or college or wherever where you either sit on the side and you're like, okay, I got to stay back here and just like stays perfectly still. So nobody thinks anything bad about me. Or you decide, I'm all in. I'm going to do what everybody's doing, so everybody's going to love me, and they're going to love me uh, because they already love my wife or husband or whoever. So, normally, I feel like if Veronica's reaction was put off in this scene, I would have been put off. But the fact that she was happy about it and yeah. the, what happened immediately afterwards was they were happy in the Pembroke, lying there uh, in the morning.
2: It clearly indicated wait, that wait, like, wait, he wait. knows right. how
0: to do the right thing at certain
2: points. Yes. He knows how to play the part for a little while, and then he becomes evil Chad again. He's always evil Chad. It's just putting on a facade and tricking Veronica, which is heartbreaking to watch, and also heartbreaking that all the friends are cool with it. Also, what's... What's weird is, I want to take it back, what is your thing about, like, if you sit in the background and don't move at all, so people will think you're cool? What is that about? What do you mean? No, that just they won't know anything either way. You know, there's a but lot of, what I'm back. saying
0: is there's a lot of expectations when you meet a significant wait, other. Wait, wait, let me,
2: let me yeah. get this straight. You go to parties, and maybe it's your uh, wife's friend's party, and yep. you sit somewhere and don't move at all, because you think that's the move that people think is cool? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say cool. He's a
1: statue. He's he pretends he's a statue. so You're no like, one...
0: yo, that guy's still. Good
1: job. Good <laughs> that job. guy's so cool the and so still. Kind of...
0: Oh, my God. How does he do it?
1: If I were going to do something to impress my um, my partner's friends from the movie A Star is Born, it would probably be piss my pants at the <laughs> Grammys.
2: <laughs> really? That's a cool guy.
1: That's a cool guy. I would
2: say uh, I would show up with the snow peas on both hands. The snow peas? Yeah, frozen peas on your hands and looking to fight. What nice. is that a thing from Star? I actually have never
1: seen a Starz board.
2: All I know
0: about yeah, it what? is don't, sorry. All I know is that they sing shallow and that uh, Bradley Cooper pisses his pants. Those are the only things I know about that movie. Well,
1: yeah. I'm glad we touched on both of the hot button references. That movie is very good for like one whole half. Yeah, right. for
0: the first part. Yeah. Oh wow! Well. Look who likes one half of something. All
1: of a sudden, I can't beat. take
2: the second half. My heart can't take it's it. It's
1: too much. One hundred percent. Like right about when he pisses his pants at the Grammys, I'm like, check, I can cut it off before out. that. I, yeah. can't, I can't. Speaking
2: of yeah. which,
0: we're about a half, not even halfway through this episode, so we really should keep moving through. Well, it. let
1: me just say yeah. one thing. They say it's karaoke night, but when you are singing in front of people with no yeah, what screen, was that? that was just singing. That it was not was karaoke. There's no that. lyrics listed there. They were just singing in front of their friends.
0: Yeah. They were performing. That's probably where Sweet P is. He's in the back holding up the karaoke machine <laughs> cue so everybody can
1: cards, it. cue cards. Holding up the machine? That's also not <laughs> how it works. I
0: don't know. I've never been to karaoke. I'm usually hiding in the corner somewhere <laughs> oh, because it's cool. He, he's
1: what very still. You yeah. can't spot Alex, he's so still. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: uh, as we mentioned we have the scene of them very happy in the pembroke he decides he's going to stay in riverdale a while longer everything seems Awful. copacetic there archie then goes through trying to recruit the football team he gets all of the rr to otc he gets a couple more students chad very annoyed at archie here doesn't like this at all he's very corrupt and then the last anyway, recruit is wearing yeah. a helmet raises his hand Signs up for the football team, takes off the mask, and it's a girl? Whoa, whoa, whoa,
1: what? What? <laughs> Record scratch. It's Britta. Britta's that's badass. That's exciting. Yeah. yeah that's well, very
2: excited about Britta for the character.
0: Well, the, the funny thing about this is this is actually an Easter egg for former Riverdale writer Britta London, who has got on to write for a couple of other shows. She wrote a great, great book called Ship It. Uh, and the character even like very vaguely looks like her. Which is fun. Uh, So it's good. It's a very silly movie moment, but I I thought it was a nice tribute to a beloved
1: writer. Uh, And it was just a fun in-show moment as well, like really well-played, little fun reveal. Yeah. And then we actually
0: do get the record scratch when Archie goes to ask Tony for the funding. She says, there's no money. The money has been earmarked for something else, which I'm just going to jump ahead of the plot a little bit here. And say the money has been earmarked for Tony's clearly several years long plan to get Cheryl out of hiding, right?
1: Yeah, Uh, 100%. And I also think they make the point in the episode, they're like, the Vixens have no one to cheer for. There's no other sports team. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I thought that the whole thing was funny. And I love the underplayed it so well that this is clearly just Tony's plot to get Cheryl out. They didn't say it, it. It just is.
0: Yeah, love that. I love that. I love this plot line. I love that Cheryl is completely falling into Tony's trap here. So excited to see where this goes. Super fun. Uh, But then Archie... Oh, yes, go ahead.
2: No, no, I I thought maybe we missed that part. No, no, no. uh,
0: Archie sucks it up, goes to Cheryl, asks her for money, and then pushes it way too far by pulling out the Jason card. She shuts him down, kicks him out of the house... Forbids him from ever going there again. Uh, and then we get a little bit of a tease of a new character named Minerva Marble, who we'll talk about in a second, who is the yeah. appraiser and she's coming tomorrow. Uh, then it's back to Betty and Kevin. They talk about Trucker Boy 69. Uh, Patty was clearly mad at him. Then we go over to Jughead, who's interviewing Dreyfus in the middle of the woods. There's a scrap metal Mothman sculpture. Uh, It really well
2: done. Very cool. Dreyfus tells him
0: the whole story, or at least part of the story, says that there was a collapsed mine off the lonely highway. One guy was missing, came back the next day, said, aliens kidnapped me. Then another guy went missing. Then another guy went missing. And he doesn't care what it is. Aliens, angels, mothmen, they live in the caves. He says there's articles back in the day. And Dreyfus wants to go up on their ship. And Jughead loves it.
2: Loving it. Loving it. Um, What's up, Pete? What's the difference between a regular highway and a lonely highway? It's one mm. that's all by itself in the corner.
1: Being very still. Not, yeah, not moving at all. I don't trust that ho- the highway. Well, you know those highways where when you get to them and they're all tangled up and there's a bunch of bridges and stuff? Those, yeah, are, not, yeah. those are not lonely because those highways are, are fucking. And then <laughs> a lonely highway is the one where there's just no other highways around it and it's, you know, it's misses, misses its y- younger days. It oh, wants wow. to be in the car with, with Betty or Archie. Now,
0: this isn't actually Aliens, right? Like most things on Riverdale, we're not actually going supernatural. We're not actually going sci-fi. But how far do you think they're going to take it?
1: I think they're going to take it. it, Maybe there's a chance that this is not (laughs) – they're going to take it too far, 100%. Just over the line. This could dovetail with the other side of the story here with the, the kidnapping with the trucking, since mm-hmm. it feels like it's both kidnappings. Just yeah,
2: by... I think I think they're going to be wrong. It's not actually uh, Mothmen. It's Space Bears. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, Archie mm-hmm. has to fight some Space Bears later. Well, I do think to get back
0: to the more serious topic, non-Space Bears, that Jesse was saying, much more serious topic of Mothmen, uh, I think <laughs> you're right. I think I initially thought there were going to be two two... very separate things, but based on the fact that we know, as we find out later on, all the Mothman guys died of cancer. We find out that something happened with Polly. It seems like the trucker boy 69 is telling the truth. She seemed to go crazy at some point and run out in front of the truck. There's something happening in Riverdale, and it almost feels like... People have been waiting for some sort of bughead reunion. They're clearly on two very different tracks right now. But it does seem like the sort of thing where they're both going to investigate, 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 get to a point where they're going to say, "Whoa, what are you doing here? And they're looking at these two different mysteries and they're going to realize it's actually one thing.
1: And
2: they'll become one thing again. Well, let's think about that.
1: It's something to cling to, Pete. Yeah, that's all I needed.
2: So speaking
0: of which, Kevin and Betty, they stake out the truck stop with Frank View freight lines. Uh, Betty goes right for him. She's wearing an FBI jacket and then interrogates (laughs) him. And I'll tell you what, this is, and I mean this seriously, the only legitimate interrogation I think we've seen in five seasons of Riverdale.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Got him. She's good at her job. She gets him. She interviews him. She does it right. Um, into FBI. Betty, uh, we find out the information there. Betty tells Ellis what's going on, needs her help with finding Polly. Uh, and then we go back to Archie, who talks to the team, apologizes that there's no funding, at which point we get this absolutely iconic moment, as we mentioned earlier. Tony coming in with the HBIC shirt, brings uh, back yeah. the Dixons. Everyone hoots and hollers. She reveals she made it a priority in the budget last year, says the Vixim are a sports team. They're competing against other teams and very loudly says even Cheryl Blossom didn't do that, which the school's number one snitch, Miss Bell. fuck, oh. Miss Bell. Come on. She's out no. of control
1: this episode. She is a uh, double agent, triple agent. What's going on with She's, she's telling on everybody. She's, she's spilling too much. I'll tell you what. Dishing she is hard. worse than Miss Crouton. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, wow. I agree. We need crouton back. Ditch the bell. Bring back the crouton. <laughs> exactly.
0: Couldn't agree more. Uh, Britta encourages Archie to find funding somewhere else. He immediately looks over at Veronica, but he's not quite sure a bit. Uh, and then we go over to the Cheryl scene. She gets the call from Miss Bell. Thanks her. Minerval Marble is there. And it is another, none other Woo-hoo! than Agatha all along. Very exciting. Yeah. Uh, it's Sabrina Agatha from over. Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, played by Adeline Rudolph. This is obviously a different character that she's playing named Minerva Marble. Maybe. Or, Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, until Dorcas shows up. When Dorcas shows up, we'll know. Yeah, that, it's I'm so sorry.
1: I'm so sorry. Who is Dor- oh, Dorcas? Boy. Oh, come on. I'm not familiar with that. The star of North Chilling character. Adventures of Dorcas, yeah. Justin. <laughs> Strong spin off. Let's make it happen.
0: Uh, We only got a little bit of her, but what do you think is going on with Minerva Marble? There was certainly a lot of speculation here. Is there a romantic flirtation going on, or is it just all business?
1: I mean, I think that's an interesting way to go. Um, I thought maybe there there could be some criminal, like she could uh, become part of uh, this Project Goldfinch um, uh, in some way, because I think a quarter mil for this portrait feels a little high, unless you have another um, horse in the race.
0: Yeah. And the plan is that they're going to get it appraised and then switch the paintings and nobody will ever be the wiser.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: Classic. Uh, Cheryl is crying for another time in the episode. She cries several times in this episode. Is pretty upset about what's going on at the school. Then we go back to Alice and Betty search on the side of the road. They find Polly's wallet and I think her shoe, maybe? Not 100% yeah. sure about that one. Uh, we go over to Archie, who's getting coffee at Pops. And then we get... One of the craziest scenes of the episode where Jughead... You love this. I did love this. Uh, Archie is complaining about what's going on with the football team. Says, I don't know. I could ask Veronica. I'm not sure I should do it. And he says, well, I think you should do it uh, as long as you don't ever talk about the epic highs and lows of football ever again. And calls out a scene that happened in the TV show Riverdale that Jughead was not there for at all. And there's no reason he should know about. But I thought that was pretty funny.
1: Yeah, it was funny. You don't think Archie talked about the thing he was going to talk about before and after he did it?
0: You did, he was in prison. So you think that like he came out and he's like,
1: and then there was a time in prison when I gave the speech about the epic highs and lows of football. I don't know. Jughead was like, Archie, I need a new book. Tell me about your time in prison. <laughs> I mean, like, all, right. Also, oh, I I like, like, all
2: right, that's a reasonable I, explanation. I liked uh, Jughead giving him, he was like, hey man, sometimes life gets weird. Don't be afraid to get weird. Embrace (laughs) the weird,
0: which was, I think, a sneaky reference to his I'm a weirdo speech. So we got all the Uh, memes. All the memes at the same time.
1: We got all the memes. Um, I actually really like the Archie-Jughead relationship. It's like they're sort of that grown-up, like, best guy friends where you, like— you sort of know a little bit about each other, but it's mostly just like, I don't know, man, figure it out. See ya. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's uh, good. Uh, I, I'm glad they are friends. I'm glad they're talking again. Uh, so that's very cool. Uh, yeah, I'm go not to worried about when great, that's going to end. Great Veronica and Chad scene. Pete, I know, number one, Veronica and Chad Shipper. They're in the store. Veronica. Veronica. Ver- 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 He's a little dubious about everything that's going on, but decides they can have a place in NYC and one in Riverdale. He supports her completely. He he just wants to maybe renovate the Pembroke a little bit, which leads to a huge fallout later on. Going back to Alice, very fraught. Betty doesn't know what happened, but it isn't the guy. Uh, and then we go over to this big Chad and Veronica and
2: later RGC. Wait, 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 It's crazy. I, I, Betty was like, all we have to do is hope and wait? That's not Betty. She's not a hoper and waiter. She's got to get, get to the bottom of this. I, what is that kind of... I think it was just like... Her talking down her mom and not really yes. what she was going to do. 100%. Okay. Yeah. Out, Alice, out Alice. Alice is
0: frazzled from the from a reintroduction last episode. She is at her wit's end
2: with absolutely
0: everything. So whatever Betty
2: can do, I there. do. I do appreciate the few times that we saw her. She was holding white wine. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Feels, yeah. feels about right.
1: Yeah,
0: it's good. I love uh, to have a nice white wine and some nacho cheese here, just like a bag there. Get the crunch. Mm-hmm. Take a little sip. Get the crunch. Take a little sip. You know how we do. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I guess the, probably the best white wine that pairs with Doritos is um, Mountain Dew and Vodka. <laughs> yeah, now we're talking.
2: If you guys need me, I'm just going to be in the back, not moving. <laughs> <laughs> Drinking myself a
0: nice 2021. 20, uh,
2: so where were we?
0: Oh, uh, then we get this Chad Veronica scene. They're working out their schedule. Everything's great. They're totally pleased. Chad uh, says, hey, maybe I talked to your dad about it. Maybe we could move to Riverdale full time and sell houses in Sodale. And that sends Veronica's alarm bells up.
1: Oh, Just as that should. happens,
0: Archie comes in. Archie and Chad hate each other so much. So good. Yeah. Icy. And he asked for money. Veronica says, of course, Says this very cute thing where she says, well, I was a vixen and I always support the Bulldogs. And then Chad clams up and says, hey, maybe you could pay back since you're such a proud army guy by renovating my entire apartment. And Archie is like, yeah, that sounds great, through gritted teeth. And this the, is
1: very funny yeah. because I thought Chadwick was like, I'm going to put Archie in his place by making him do work. But Chadwick just made a big mistake, uh, probably a <laughs> sex mistake, because when you invite Archie's abs into the, your home, yeah. they're going to they're be in the bed.
2: They're yeah, going to see the light of day because he's exactly. going to get sweaty, doing things. He's going to take his shirt off. And then what are you going to do, Chadwick?
1: Yeah, yeah you, you're dead, Chadwick. He also says
0: awesome sauce at the end. Very, very funny. Very funny. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Archie leaves. Veronica's pissed. They fight. Chad takes a breath, apologizes. And then another alarm bell, very similar to the Glamour J egg scene from two episodes back, I guess, at this point. Who knows? Time is meaningless. Uh, Chad doesn't want to go to Pops. He wants to go to Mia's. And Veronica's like, oh, I see what you're doing there. You're turning to Hiram 2.0. That shuts her down.
1: 100%. And you see Chadwick check his temper, just like Hiram used to, Mm -hmm. where he's like, I can't boil over here to Veronica. He died. Chadwick does the same thing.
2: I do. I'm very happy that Veronica, like they were embracing. And then when he s- said no to Pops, like she got out of the embrace. Mm-hmm. And then like the next day was like, I got to figure out who I am. You well, know just I am to kind of wrap that
0: up a little bit or at least uh, jump ahead a little yeah. bit. Veronica tells Chad, we need to pop the brakes. I need to figure out whether I'm Pops girl or Mia's girl or both. Chad says, whatever you want to talk. I really like that Veronica is sticking up for herself and making these decisions yeah. and figuring it out. I think that's a great place for her to be emotionally.
1: One hundred percent. I like that she packed his fucking bags and he walked out in an evil ass bathrobe. And he's yeah, gonna evil be, ass. Like, like who has a black silk bathrobe? Just yeah, so you up should bill. break up with Billings. somebody.
2: Yeah, yeah, just oh, the worst.
1: And you got to you got to watch out when you uh, how you dine with Veronica because it's it's gonna fuck you if you do it wrong.
0: Well, Archie is. Then we move back to Tabhead, <laughs> hashtag Tabhead, talking about the Mothman Chronicles. All the people drive knew were dead. Jughead is gonna track down the articles, and Tabitha says, I'm in. And Jughead agrees, but it's kind of a weird moment. Like, is this just him trusting somebody again? Or
2: does Tabitha have an agenda or what do you think's going on? He, it, it seemed like he was saying sure, but then kind of being like, Wait is she into me? Like, it seemed like he was just kind of assessing the situation. Mm
1: -hmm. I I think that's what it is too. It's like, Oh, am I ready to have like a partner in uh, mystery solving here? And um, I think he may be not ready for Jugatha.
0: We'll see what happens. Then we go back to Archie's door. Betty is there. Jughead isn't home. They're both pretty frustrated. But they know how to take care of that frustration.
1: There's only one way to sexercise these feelings, and that's upstairs in Archie's childhood bed.
2: (laughs) Playing with fire. Junkie can walk in any moment. And then we get a very interesting
0: scene where Betty and Archie are in bed. The cell phone rings. It's for Betty. They've got some information on Polly's phone and figured out how to track it down. Betty says, that was really nice. Kisses him, leave. And then we have a lingering shot of Archie as he's thinking. I certainly yep. have my suspicions. What do you think's going on here, Justin?
1: I think Archie punched a hole in his little uh, punching bag uh, because he's catching feelings and he feels like Betty's not. Ooh,
2: I think he was uh, like saying, oh man, I'm not sure what I'm doing here because when Veronica was singing, I was really feeling that. So maybe I shouldn't be lying to Betty and, and be in this relationship. I think he was
0: lying there and
2: looking and kind of thinking like, oh man, I could really go for some
0: Doritos right now. It sounds so delicious.
1: All of these things could be true at the same time. Honestly, Archie (laughs) thinks about Doritos a lot. He thinks about sex a lot. Who doesn't? Yeah, Yeah. exactly.
0: (laughs) He looks at Doritos and they're like, they're red like my head. (laughs) (laughs) So then we go, we have the uh, Chad Veronica breakup scene. Uh, Tony, Comes back to her office, finds Cheryl there, outside of her house for the first time in seven years, feet on the desk, wearing pink and red. Like a boss. Like a boss, says, hi, Tony. Stealing my vixens warrants a visit in person. You're playing a very dangerous game, Topaz. And like we talked about earlier, they cut to
2: Tony. She knows exactly what she's doing. This is great. Love it. I really want them to get back together. It was so great seeing them in the same room.
0: And then, speaking of seeing people together in the same room, we get an interesting scene where Archie introduces Veronica as the sponsor for the football team, introduces her as Veronica Gecko, and she says, No, actually, it's Veronica Lodge. And they hang out that for a little bit.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. they do. Yeah.
0: So we'll talk about all that Trouble. in uh one second. Um uh, Miss Bell, it turns out, is also a spy for Hiram, tells about the football team. Reggie's there. They're not Bullshit. eating gigantic sandwiches at the scene, but they Which home. was weird.
2: Yeah. Uh, like what? You
0: establish something in the first scene.
2: Yeah, exactly. What, it's a big like, sandwich.
0: Reggie should have been halfway through it. That would have been much funnier.
2: I mean, if they were moved on to lasagna and Doritos, like that would be understandable. <laughs> mm, you know, classic,
0: like... <laughs> classic combo. I would love that. That would be the funniest running bit if every time they cut back to Reggie, <laughs> it's just enormous Easy. trays of food. Yeah,
1: uh, lasagna Doritos is the signature dish of Mia's, so it makes a lot of <laughs> yeah. sense.
0: Uh, and then we got two big cliffhangers. Betty, Kevin, and Alice trace Polly's phone to Swedlow's swamp. They find a body there. We don't know if it's Polly's yet, but definitely her phone is there. And on the other end, Archie's house is on fire. And he and John Holy shit. Trapped.
2: Wild. Reggie uh, goes had, hard, dude. <laughs> Double yeah. fires? Kevin had a great line uh, where it was like, um, yeah, we're going to go track the phone, see if it still works. And Kevin's like. That'd be a long time for a phone of a battery to kind of like last that long. So I, uh, there was a kind of a fun Kevin moment where he's like, it doesn't seem like, good thing this is a television show and not real life, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's the plot. Uh, as we start to wrap up here, I do want to try to get to a couple
0: of fan tweets that we can get through. We've certainly covered a bunch of these things, but uh, live tweet disbit. Says, do you think Tony is being baited, is baiting Cheryl to lure her out of Thornhill and back to her very involved life? I know a lot of the fandom thinks this, including myself, but do you see it that way, too?
1: I, I think we do. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And it's like diabolically done. Like this is yeah. a long term This is strategy. exactly
2: uh, what Cheryl would want. She loves this kind of drama and stuff. And I think it's a great way to do it. Shoney B. Mine says,
0: Shoney B. Mine, excuse me, says, do you reckon Shoney will be back together united by the end of season five? Do you reckon Minerva Marble is working with Hiram? What do you think of the Shoney tension? Let me mm. take away from all of that stuff.
1: Um, I think I like the Shoney tension a lot. It feels, it's different. It's not the usual sort of tension you would get, like Cheryl is being sort of, she's a little bit chilled out and we're just being sort of woken up like we talked about, but Tony's being super coy. Like she's being strategic and reserved in her own way. So I think it's really cool. I don't know if they'll be fully back together. I think, um, the baby will come into play. We don't know what the deal is with this future child yet. Uh, but I think that there will be some good Shoney moments. This yeah. Season. Uh, Slimmeretta says, why
0: are we taking a one week break and a four month break? So this is a good question. There is a one week break right here. Then we're going to come back with the next episode. I believe March 10th. And then it's going to run through for a couple of weeks until episode 10, which is going to be on March 31st. And then there is an extended hiatus. Episode 11 is not going to play until July 7th. So there's going to be about three or four months in the middle there. uh, What are we going to do with
2: our lives then? God, I don't know.
0: Podcast some more, I guess. Yeah. But to answer the question of why the break, uh, I mean, Justin, actually, as a line producer, you could probably speak more to this. <laughs> Not oh. a line producer.
1: <laughs> Not a line producer. If I had to speculate, I think this is probably related to COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, I would bet that they shot sort of what they could and were like, let's try to have a break in here so we don't have one. We can shoot sort of at the beginning of late spring, early summer when it'll be much easier uh, to shoot the rest of this season. That's my guess.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that's probably spe- Spot on. They said it in the press release that it was a pre-planned hiatus. It wasn't something that yeah. was a big surprise. Um, so I think that's part of the reason they're still, I think, shooting in Vancouver until May 1st or so, something like that. But with Vanessa Morgan gone, she had her baby in real life with uh, them probably running, like you were saying, a little longer with COVID. Uh, it just takes longer to put the episodes out, and they're clearly doing a great job of shooting them. So it seems like... Yeah. They're yeah. putting a little more effort into this season, even. Um, the other thing that's happening is they're running this new show, a reboot of Kung Fu. I don't know how many episodes. That's 10 or 13 episodes long. So I'm sure they're like, put that in that slot. That's where it goes. That is done. That is shot. That's in the can. And then Riverdale will have plenty of time to finish off its season. So that's my guess there.
1: Uh, this- I'm willing to wait, though. Yeah. You know.
0: No, I'm done. After the 10 episodes, I'm out of here. I'm good. We've done five seasons. 10 yeah. Episodes. Good luck
1: walking away i can do it man no you (laughs) can't
0: uh cheryl blossom with an o uh, zero instead of the last o says do you think britta will be involved in the mystery somehow also love the podcast please say jarchie endgame jarchie endgame uh do you think britta will be involved in the mystery somehow
1: oh interesting i don't see that i mean i guess we'll see how when we learn more about britta i like her for the this football storyline that we're going to get probably over the next few episodes
2: yeah, I I like Britta. I would like more Britta. So, f- sure. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, I'm going to skip through just a
0: couple more here as we start to wrap up. And I'm sorry to anybody we didn't get to questions or tweets from. All of them were awesome. Uh, Archie Betty XO says, as a Barchie shipper, I'm really interested in hearing Justin's theories about how this <laughs> season will play out for Barchie.
1: Great. I mean, I do think – I mean, there are so many twists and turns in Riverdale. It's hard to predict. We can only predict little things here and there. But I think there's going to be – it's going really well right now, uh, ostensibly. I think Betty's going to continue to maintain her friends with benefits position, and that's going to drive Archie crazy for a while. I think there will be some turbulent times. I think we're going to have, as we talked about, a Betty Jughead moment where they're like, is this a thing? They'll have some sort of break there I think there'll be an Archie-Veronica Similar situation But I do think Barchi will remain strong By the end of the season Mm -hmm. That's my predict All right What do you No?
0: Well, no, no, no This is a complimentary question For Pete over here From Soto Santiago How's Pete doing Now that they may use Barchi As a method to bring Barchi together? Pete, how are you doing? What?
1: What? what does well, that so mean?
0: This is, uh, we're very early going. I think some variation of what you're saying, Justin, is spot on. Clearly, Archie is seeing something in Veronica. Betty is feeling some stuff. I don't think we should ignore the fact that she went through serious trauma with a serial killer who kept her in a well. So I think she's keeping remote with her emotions. She's keeping it casual. She's keeping it easy. She was in love with Archie at high school. I think they're both going to feel things. I don't think... Archie is going to use Veronica to trick Betty into anything. But I do think now that Veronica is open, she and Archie are going to become friends. They're going to be hanging out. That's probably going to drive Chad crazy. But I think that's also going to make Betty realize, wait a second, I do want something a little more serious with Archie going on here.
1: And I bet Veronica will actually at some point help that happen. I will advise Archie positively to make his relationship with Betty work. Yeah. Pete, so
2: how are you feeling about that?
1: That's just awful and I hope they don't do that.
2: <laughs> well, what do you want to see? What do you want to see uh happen relationship relationships? I want to see uh you know uh, Betty and Archie realize, "Hey, that was a fun moment, but uh there's no real substance here," um because uh Betty is so much smarter than Archie and you know, <laughs> not that that can't have love, but I think that that might, you know, drive them apart uh, that they can't have those kind of same adventures that Jughead and uh, Betty would have. And I think that eventually Betty and Jughead will find their way back
1: to each other. Mm -hmm. Uh, You sound like Jughead teaching a class when you say that. Do you have any tips? Do you have
2: any uh, spare change or anything?
0: (laughs) 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 Two other quick ones. We'll wrap this up. This is from Felicia Veltri theories
2: on Polly. Stop saying you're going to wrap things up when you don't. Two more. I said wow. two more and then we're wrapping things up.
1: Um, I don't think she's dead, I guess, is the, the one thing I can say. Because otherwise I have no idea.
0: Yeah, I
1: agree. Pete?
0: Who?
2: Polly?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, she's not dead. Okay. She-
0: last, qu- last one then for real. Sunset Sam says, Hiram eating a little bag of Doritos while lunching with Reggie lives in my mind rent-free. What was the reason for this? And I think it's pretty clear the reason was gotta pay the bills somehow, right?
2: That's right. Yeah, that's right. You gotta pay the bills. And if you want to sell, you go with Hiram Lodge. You know, if you're looking to move some product, Hiram Lodge is your guy. He'll he'll wrestle you for it.
1: He's Any, intense. T- anytime I'm eating or drinking anything, I always turn the label out and point it toward a camera that may be there capturing right. uh my life product placement.
0: Absolutely. Speaking of which If you'd like to support us, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. to Crowdcast and YouTube. Yes, Justin. We've
1: got to do our MVPs. Oh, we didn't do the MVPs. Oh, my gosh. I
0: just went right into it. I'm sorry. MVPs for the episode, Pete.
2: Ah, I don't. uh, Go to Justin. Justin. I got to
1: go with Betty all day, hair day. Wow. Things are (laughs) changing. Things have changed. I mean, it's true. If Pete, it, if Pete doesn't want it, I'll take it. Uh, because um, I like the way, I mean, I, I could just call it Barchy perhaps, I guess, is the whole thing. Like, the way this relationship is playing out is so good. It feels like we're just right along with it. We're just swept up in the emotion of a new relationship. It's, it's so good. Um, they're both maintaining their sort of characters in the midst of it. Um, and Betty's a badass uh, in tr- breaking down the trucker gang. Pete, you got one yet? Yeah,
2: I'm going to go with uh, Britain and Fangs. (laughs) Wow. Clear snub for the 1954
0: Crestline. I am shocked, Pete, and dismayed that you didn't go for it. But thank you for offering up them. I'm going to go for Tony. Great Tony episode. So many fun moments. This is Tony Dale. We're just living in it. But she is manipulating Cheryl in exactly the right way. And I love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, Again, if we didn't get to your comments or questions, I know there was a a long email, some great emails that we got as well. Uh, There's a woman named Kristen. I just want to mention this one really quickly. Uh, But she, uh, after the Barchi scene, sent us a very long, passionate email about being up late at 930 at night with a CW show. Pregnant, upset about Barchi, uh, yelling uh. about it. Uh, but then sent another follow up note saying, "Okay, after this week's episode, I think it's going to be okay. I think things are going to be all right, Pete. Wow. Specifically, Pete, I think you are going to be okay," is what she said. Uh, so that's well, good. That's thank nice. you.
2: I hope I hope you're all right. I hope you know everything's going well with you. And thank you for sharing that with us because I, you know, uh, I was definitely having a hard time with it and hopefully it does get better.
1: Yeah, I can't believe she's going to name that baby Bughead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't put that on uh, there. So, yeah,
0: sorry for not reading uh, those emails. are all uh, so many treats you guys sent us. We really, really we'll do catch up. It.
1: We'll catch up with that stuff. Maybe we do a mailbag episode when one yeah, of these days. Yeah, that down would be weeks. great.
0: Particularly after the break, I think we'll have plenty of time to do that sort of thing uh, and catch nice. up with all you guys because we love chatting with you. But if you want, Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. at Crowdcast on YouTube. We do a live show about comic books, but come on by, chat about Riverdale. We'd love to talk about it. Socially, you can check us out, Riverdale Dark on Twitter, Riverdale After on Instagram, Riverdale After Dark on Facebook, iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice to subscribe and listen to the show, comicbookclublive.com for this podcast and many more. Until next time, we'll see you in the Havoc.